Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, March 30th, and we start with local news. The fight for Tennessee counties to be able to levy impact fees on incoming developments failed to pass a House committee vote last week, dealing a crushing blow to Murray County taxpayers and the county commission. The bill would have allowed local county commissioners to decide how fees would be set up and used to pay for growth from developments moving to the county and increasing the need for more public services. The bill failed by a 5-3 to three vote in the Property and Planning Subcommittee after a proposed amendment that would have limited the impact to Murray and Rutherford counties also was defeated. Dale Carr, a Republican from Sevierville, Jay Reedy, a Republican from Aaron, and Dwayne Thompson, a Democrat from Cordova, voted yes, while no votes were cast by John Crawford, a Republican from Bristol-Kingsport, Greg Martin, a Republican from Hamilton County, Kevin Raper, a Republican from Cleveland, Tim Rudd, a Republican from Murfreesboro, and Dave Wright, a Republican from Corridon. During the committee's debate, Rudd criticized Cullioka Representative Scott Sapicki, the bill's sponsor, for not informing the Rutherford County delegation he planned to introduce the bill. Known as the Property Taxpayer Protection Act, House Bill 1206 was heavily lobbied by residents and government officials in both Murray and Rutherford counties, which are two of the fastest-growing counties in the country. Schools and public infrastructure are struggling to keep up, officials said. We raised property taxes 31 cents last year, which really hurt some of the people in our county on fixed incomes and many of our farmers, Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt said. They're not the ones using the new schools, but are being forced to pay for them, she said. During the debate, Charles Curtis, a former state representative and now the executive director of the Tennessee County Commissioners Association, asked the committee to help fix a problem he helped create. In 2006, Curtis sponsored a bill that limited the ability of municipalities to increase impact fees via private acts of the legislature. I'm the one who carried the bill that created this fiasco, Curtis said. At that time, you could build a high school for 25 or $30 million. Today, it costs $100 million plus to build a high school. It's not adequate anymore. A statement to Sam Stockard of the Tennessee Lookout from Share Powers, president of the Tennessee Realtors Association, essentially said the proposed wording of the bill is an, an, quote, incredible expansion of taxes, unquote, on housing in the state and would hurt the dream of ownership. Tennesseans are already experiencing hardships in finding affordable housing in today's market between higher interest rates and the increased price of building supplies, the statement reads. An addition of an impact fee or development tax will only compound the problem. Cities such as Spring Hill, however, have an impact fee associated with development, and it was among the top 10 fastest-growing cities in the country in 2021, according to the U.S. Census Bureau population estimates. Williamson County and several cities in Rutherford County also levy impact fees to help divert infrastructure costs, none of which have slowed growth. According to former County Budget Committee Chair Scott Sumners, there were 994 building permits issued during the first six months of 2022. Assume an average of a 2,500-square-foot home and a charge of $3 per square foot impact fee, the revenue generated is $7.5 million. I've seen firsthand the opportunities and challenges that the extreme growth in Murray County has created. It's no secret, but property taxes alone will not support the essential needs of a high-growth county like Murray County. Sumner said. 
The growth caught up with us in a big way last year. Murray Countyans are seeing the largest property tax increase in recent history, he said at the time. This latest setback is a massive one as the bill passed the state Senate in 2022 but failed to pass the House. Failing to get out of committee likely killed the bill for this legislative session as well. It is a very disappointing day for the people of Murray County regarding this bill, District 8 Commissioner Gabe Howard wrote on his Facebook page. We are asking for the same tools that other Tennessee counties and cities already have, said Doug Lucona and Murray County's finance director. I hope they will reconsider the bill. Charles Snyder, CEO of Home Builders Association of Tennessee, stated he has some solutions to raise revenue to help us out. My office is open, and I'm all ears, Luconan said. Tennessee House Speaker Cameron Sexton announced last week he has appointed State Representative Scott Sapicki to serve on the Southern Legislative Conference's Education Committee. As part of its mission, the committee focuses on educational systems at all levels and examines how southern states are ensuring their students are properly prepared for college entry and ready to complete, compete rather in an increasingly global economy. It also considers the importance of developing greater technical skills in state workforces, preparation and retention of, of effective teachers, and the incorporation of new technologies and methodologies in the educational field, and the impact of federal initiatives on state and local educational systems. I am honored by the trust Speaker Sexton has placed in me to serve on this prestigious committee, Sapicki said in a press release. Providing students of all ages with a world-class education is vital for Tennessee's future. I look forward to working with other members of the committee to implement meaningful policy changes at both the state and federal levels, he said. Sapicki's term begins immediately and will end on November 5th of 2024. Scott Sapicki has been and remains a strong advocate for our students, educators, and schools in the General Assembly, Speaker Sexton said in the press release. His extensive experiences chairing the Education Instruction Subcommittee and effective partnerships within our education committees make him a great fit to represent Tennessee and the Education Committee at the Southern Legislative Conference. I know Scott will do a great job, and I appreciate his willingness to answer the call to serve in this important role, he said. Established in 1947, the Southern Legislative Conference is a nonprofit and nonpartisan member-driven organization that provides Southern legislators and government staff with a variety of programs and services that facilitate regional cooperation and encourage the exchange of information. It operates under the Council of State Governments and includes Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia. For more information about the SLC, you can visit www.csgsouth.org. Sapicki represents House District 64, which includes part of Murray County. He serves as chairman of the Education Instruction Subcommittee and is also a member of the Education Administration Committee, Education Instruction Committee, Insurance Committee, and Insurance Subcommittee. For the uninitiated, it may be too late, but Mule Day 2023 is upon us in Columbia, and that means this city known as Mule Town will once again prove its worthiness of the nickname. In what is expected to be one of the largest crowds in the event's history, Mule Day 2023 events take place most of the week, but officially begin today. The annual Mule Wagon Train rolled in on Wednesday to Murray County Park. There will be, of course, the tried-and-true events taking place, such as log-pulling, 
live music, the Arts and Crafts Festival, and the anticipated Liars Contest. Other events, however, are bringing in new show-stopping performers from the Mule Day Pup Stars Dog Show and Cart Barrel Racing. We are so excited to have the dogs as part of Mule Day again this year, Louise Mills, Mule Day Public Relations Director, said. They're just such a blessing to have on Thursday, she said. Entry fee for the dog show is a bag of dog food to be donated to the Murray County Animal Shelter, and awards will be given to a number of different winners in classes such as Best Dressed, Coolest Trick, and Best Kisser. It's just a fun dog show, event organizer Rebecca Gilbert said. We did it last year. We have so much fun watching all the puppies, she said. The event begins at 1 p.m. in the old arena at Murray County Park. The cart barrel race will take place on Friday at 4 p.m. in the main arena with categories for micro mini horse, mini horse, mini donkey, and mini mules. Come on out for a little fun, event organizers wrote in the promotional posters. The event, which has run continuously since 1974, minus 2020 and 2021 due to COVID-19, brings in an average of 100,000 people to Murray County from across the country looking to put their best mules to the test. The Murray County Visitors Bureau has previously reported that the event has had an economic impact of between 10 and $12 million in the region. That number could grow if the expected crowds pile in again this year. We expect this to be a very special year for Mule Day, said Mills, who is also named Honorary Mule Day Grand Marshal alongside American picker Mike Wolf. Every year is special, but after getting back on our feet last year, this is going to be the best Mule Day in a long time, she said. Along with Mills being named Honorary Grand Marshal of the Parade, Terry Thompson has been named the 2023 Mule Man of the Year. Thompson bought his first mule in the mid-1990s for his youngest son to ride, which served as the beginning of his respect and love for mules, according to Mule Day staff. He soon added other mules and bought a team of mules and a wagon. He and his wife went on their first wagon train to Columbia Mule Days in 1999. He has since been an active part of the wagon train every year, except one when he rode into Columbia on a wagon train with a group from Alabama. Thompson has won many ribbons and prize money over the years, including the High Point Belt Buckle Award in the Fun Show on Sundays. The 69-year-old plans to compete in the timed events again this year. A native of Athens, Alabama, he lives with his wife on their farm in rural Limestone County. The City of Columbia will begin a downtown tree replacement project on Monday, April 3rd to remove and replace 58 trees within the downtown area. After a thorough bid process, TreeWorks was awarded the contract to complete the work. The City of Columbia is committed to maintaining a vibrant, healthy tree canopy in the city, and this project will help to achieve that goal. I am excited to see the implementation of the tree replacement project in the downtown district, stated Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. This project has been a long time coming and is the result of collaboration and communication with interested partners. Another example of moving forward with input from our residents and solving an issue that has become more pressing over the last few years while maintaining the beauty and integrity of our historic downtown, he said. The City of Columbia Public Works Department will be first on the scene to remove the existing trees each day during the morning hours, working in small sections. Tree Works will follow Public Works planting the new trees. Pedestrian and pedestrian and vehicular traffic will remain open during the work process, but parking areas will be temporarily blocked in the sections where work is taking place. Work will begin on West 7th Street, moving east to the Public Square, continuing down South Main Street and back to the North 
I'm sorry, back to the public square. Work will continue around the public square to North Main Street and back, ending on the northwest quadrant of the public square. A mix of three urban-tolerant species of trees will be planted. These trees are well-suited to the urban environment and will provide shade, beauty, and environmental benefits. The dedication plaques that are currently in place beside some of the existing trees will be secured in their same place with the newly planted trees. The replacement project is estimated to be completed in seven to nine days. The City of Columbia would like to thank the residents and downtown businesses for their patience and understanding during this project. The new trees will be a beautiful addition to downtown and will provide many benefits for years to come. If you have questions, you can email them to development at columbiatn.com. Auctioneers from across the country will gather in Columbia on Friday, March 31st for the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship. Held in Columbia's Livestock Sale Barn, Joshua Houston of College Grove was named the grand champion at the 2022 event and received $1,000 in prize money and a 2022 Mule Day Championship belt buckle and plaque. 22 auctioneers from eight different states took part in the 2022 championship. Each auctioneer was judged in five categories, initial command, voice quality, bid catching, execution of sale, and would you hire, with points ranging from 1 to 20. The judges then totaled up the scores before determining the top 10. Judges scored the auctioneers based on additional items they brought. The event, which has been held since 2012, is hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club. Chartered in 1997, the club makes various contributions to the community with a financial impact of over $441,000 to date. All money raised from the event go to the Rotary Club's College Scholarship Fund. Scholarships are awarded to students from Santa Fe, Calioca, and Hampshire, as well as four current college students and one planning to attend Columbia State Community College for a total of $8,000. In total, the Rotary Club raised $13,800 at the 2022 championship. Our goal was if a student wanted to reapply, they could get a second, third-year scholarship. With the success of the auctioneer championship, we were able to start doing that five years ago, said Eddie Abels, a past president of the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, who helps chair the club's scholarship program. Abel said the Columbia Breakfast Rotary has awarded roughly $65,000 in scholarships since founding this program. The Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance kicked off their annual Shop Local Passport adventure, Where's Murray the Mule, last week. This event, presented by Stan McNabb Chevrolet of Columbia, encourages people to discover, explore, and support small businesses across Murray County. Murray Alliance launched this event in 2016 to support local businesses and provide a fun activity for families during spring break and Mule Week. Where's Murray the Mule is just one initiative from the Murray Alliance to help support the small business community, but it is one that both people and businesses look forward to each year. The event has grown every year since its inception and is now a two-week event with 35 participating businesses. I've lived in Murray County my whole life and discovered many new businesses while participating in Where's Murray the Mule last year. It was my first time to participate in that event, and me and a friend went to 30 businesses in a single day, said Marvin Russell, the 2022 grand prize winner. Those interested in joining the search for Murray the Mule this year can pick up a passport from event sponsor Stan McNabb Chevrolet of Columbia, Murray Alliance, or any of the 35 participating businesses. Once you have a passport, visit as many local businesses as possible. 
Find the Marie the Mule image hidden at each business and get your passport stamped or signed by an employee. Visiting at least five businesses will enter you into a participation drawing for Local First gift cards. Visiting 20 businesses qualifies you for the grand prize drawing. If you visit 25 businesses, you will get a double entry into the grand prize drawing. And if you visit 30 businesses, you will get a triple entry into the grand prize drawing. To be entered into the grand prize drawing, passports must be turned in at the Marie Alliance office by Tuesday, April 11th at 5 p.m. Winners will be randomly selected on Tuesday, April 12th. Two lucky people will win the grand prize, which is $450 in gift cards from participating businesses. Marie Alliance's local first gift cards will also be given away. Visit www.murrayalliance.com forward slash where's Murray 23 for more information. Columbia State Community College will host former Congressman Bob Clement for a special presentation today at 4 p.m. Like his father, Governor Clement, Congressman Bob Clement has enjoyed a remarkable life and career in public service, said Dr. Barry Gidcom, Columbia State Professor of History. Because it was Governor Clement and his Commissioner of Education, J. Howard Worf, who created the community college system in Tennessee, we thought it fitting to invite the congressman to speak at Tennessee's first community college and in Columbia State's building named for Governor Clement, he said. The presentation is an opportunity for the community to visit with and listen to the former congressman who has a unique connection to Columbia State. We're looking forward to hearing what Congressman Clement has to say about his life and career and the legacy of his father. Dr. Gidcombe said. The presentation is free and open to the public. It will take place on March 30th today at 4 p.m. in the Ledbetter Auditorium located in the Clement Building on the Columbia campus. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have plenty of sunshine today with a high of 72 degrees. Winds will be out of the south-southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies giving way to occasional rain showers. The low will be 56 degrees with winds out of the south-southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 40%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Here we go. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important. But we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours. And we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But Family First wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, 
Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. The Mules are back in town. Mule Day 2023, the wagon train departs on Wednesday, headed to Murray County Park. Attend all four days, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. Mini Mania Show and the Log Pulling Competition Thursday at 12 noon with the Feed Time Race at 2 p.m. At 4 p.m., Jackpot Mule Races has some smoking fast mules, all competing for cash and bragging rights for the title of the fastest mule in Tennessee. Friday at noon is the Driving Mule Show, and at 6 p.m., the Gated Mule State Championship. Saturday is a big day. The Mule Day Parade on West 7th Street in downtown Columbia at 11 a.m. sharp. Then Pony Mule Pulling at noon, Mule Pulling Tennessee State Championships, and the Skillington Draft Mule Show at 2 p.m. On Sunday, we have worship at 9 a.m., the Riding Mule Show at 11 a.m., and gospel singing at noon. Did I mention Friday and Saturday? Ham and white bean plates are only 10 bucks from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Visit MuleDay.com for a complete schedule of Mule Day events. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The headmaster killed during the Covenant School mass shooting is being hailed as a hero for trying to stop the attack. Head of school Catherine Kuntz was among the victims during Monday's mass shooting, which claimed the lives of three nine-year-old children, a custodian, substitute teacher, and Kuntz. 
Metro Nashville Councilman Russ Pulley, who represents the area of Green Hills where the shooting took place, confirmed with a witness that Kuntz was on a Zoom call when the shots started ringing out. The witness told Pulley when Kuntz heard the shots, she abruptly ended the meeting and left her office and headed towards the shooter. The witness account, which Councilman Pulley says he has verified, aligns with statements from Metro Nashville Chief of Police John Drake during a press briefing, who stated, I did see the head school person, and she was in the hallway by the office, he said. Chief Drake added, She was in the hallway by herself. There was a confrontation, I'm sure. You can tell the way she was laying in the hallway, he said. The account adds Kuntz to the list of heroes being revealed in the aftermath of the heinous shooting. Metro Police Officers Rex Engelbird and Michael Colazzo have also been hailed as heroes for their actions in running towards the gunfire and engaging the shooter, putting an end to the threat. The shooting has rippled throughout the city and state, even touching the family of Governor Bill Lee, who said substitute teacher Cindy Peake was best friends with First Lady Maria Lee. A resolution from the Tennessee House of Representatives will now head to the Senate after passing easily in the House this week. House Joint Resolution 5 by Madison County Republican Representative Chris Todd calls for a constitutional convention for the purpose of instituting term limits on U.S. Congress members. The General Assembly hereby makes an application to Congress, as provided by Article 5 of the Constitution of the United States, to call a convention limited to propose an amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America to set a limit on the number of terms to which a person may be elected as a member of the United States House of Representatives and to set a limit on the number of terms to which a person may be elected as a member of the United States Senate. The resolution reads in part. Todd stated that when he filed the legislation that he felt a lack of of a term limit created bad policy for the country. It's created bad direction for our country, he said. The resolution saw bipartisan support, but also saw members of both parties vote against the measure on the House floor during debate on March 23rd. Bolivar Democrat Johnny Shaw asked if Todd of Todd on the floor, don't we really have term limits now? In other words, every two years, voters have an opportunity to vote us in or out. And, of course, at the, at the same limit on the federal level, he said. Shaw asked why the resolution was necessary, given that it takes two or three terms to know how the legis- legislative process works. Congressional term limits is probably the most popular issue in America right now, with about 82% support in the public, Todd said in response. And this is a bipartisan support. Todd argued that congressional term limits would be effective public policy that will solve much of the dysfunction in Washington. Unlike states, there's no pathway for an individual with private sector success to serve meaningfully in Congress without fully abandoning their private career for 15 or 20 years. Therefore, Congress has become a haven for those who only have political experience, Todd said. Term limits, he further stated, could allow successful business leaders to run for office for a short time and then return to their private sector work, which would provide diversity of experience to a Congress that severely lacks it. The resolution ultimately passed the House 66 to 23 with three dissenting votes, with nearly all Democrats and Speaker Cameron Sexton opposed. House Leader William Lamberth was a present not voting, along with Representatives Paul Sherrill and Kevin Vaughn. The bill now moves to the Senate chamber, where it will have, a go through, have to go through committee. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Are you looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. McCreary's Irish Pub and Eatery of Columbia is beginning their process of booking acts for Thursday nights. The pub does traditional Irish Celtic music on Fridays and Saturdays, but is planning to open space and a stage for other genres on Thursday nights. If you have a band you might think will fit a casual, fun pub vibe, send demo links and reels to McCreary'sColumbia at gmail.com. McCreary's Irish Pub and Eatery also has also renovated its patio and will be open every evening and all day Fridays and Saturdays. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.